welcome in. You are listening to a previously recorded podcast from the Keep the Change catalog. Now, before you turn this off and think, no, I think I've already listened to that one, just remember that you might hear something in this episode that you didn't hear the first time round. That can happen because we change who we become in that time as well, and you may not have needed the information or the lesson at that time. So these lessons that are titled with an acronym to start, in case you weren't listening, are designed to bring you up to speed with some of the principles and some of the podcasts that people have said have really taught them something. Now you might listen for a second time or this could be the first time you listen because you've found Keep the Change later than other people. And that's completely fine. We're just stoked to have you here and listening to the podcast Increasing Your Learning. So please don't turn this one off. Get it in the old ears and let us know what you think. Welcome in, you are listening to another episode of keepthechange.co.nz's. We're not going to call it, well it's not Money Mail, this time it's a very special slash uh, reminder, a good reminder for all of you out there, including myself, that we need to go through the month end process. Now I've written about this a number of times, I've spoken about it on different podcasts and as at the time of recording this, it is the 1st of December. And I went through and did my month-end process yesterday and I noticed a couple of things and a few things had changed for me. So it was very timely that I went and did it. And then I got a message from a mate this morning who said that they uh, they sent me a photo and they were in their tracker and making sure that they were doing their month-end process and updating what assets and liabilities they have, planning out their cash for the next month coming up. And December and January can be very big months for all of us in terms of outgoings because there are so many things to pay for, there's trips away, uh, for a lot of people we're going to be able to get back around the country and go visit people, there's going to be eating out, there's the festive season, there's the ah oh, who cares, let's just tick it up on the credit card. Last year I, sh- I showed you that stat that 25% of people end up anxious uh, after their Christmas shopping which is a scary stat and I think if we can do anything it is to always try and avoid getting ourselves into being anxious and uh, feeling those types of, of feelings and looking at what's causing those for us and ensuring that we don't do them because ultimately as much as a lot of people won't agree with this and won't want to hear it but we've only got ourselves to blame when we do that i.e. for myself if I abuse substances i.e. alcohol it's one of the only times that I actually truly can tie it back to the any thoughts or feelings of feeling not 100% myself or not as powerful as I can be or being anxious and things like that and, and relate to people who talk about feeling those things so you know that's on me and that's only my fault uh, and that is my choice and so I guess what I'm saying is uh, as a side note if you're doing things that are causing you to feel those ways and you want to put words on them like anxious and in different terms like that then start making a journal start writing down the things that you are doing what, what inputs do you have that are then giving you the output of those feelings so 25% of Kiwis are feeling anxious after purchasing all of their Christmas car, uh, Christmas presents and, and whatnot and sending off those Christmas cards, well, 
the input is that we're probably spending too much and the output is that we end up feeling on the other side of it anxious, which is just, you know, it seems nuts, doesn't it? But um, you know, sometimes we can look at things as simply as that and just look what is the input and then what is that causing in terms of an output. Now, hopefully you're not going to go out there and blow a stack of money that you don't need to be spending to impress people that may not care and you know end up feeling like that too. But you do want to be budgeting well at this time of the year and being aware of what things you've got going out. So the monthly process, you want to set a calendar reminder at the end of the month to go and look at it, either the last day of the month or maybe the first day uh, of a new month to then go back and look at last month. So I do mine at the end of the month. Um, and then other people like my mate this morning who sent me a photo, he's doing it on the first of the month to then review last month. Now, <clears throat> excuse me, a few things that changed for me this time is that going into this, I'd, I'd sort of thought, right, well, the stock market's gone backwards a little bit. Uh, I've been keeping an eye on that. And I think part of what that is is that interest rates are increasing in New Zealand and people are, are probably choosing other forms of investments or the market's pricing in the fact that we're going to have higher interest rates in New Zealand. So that's probably a little bit of what that is, and who knows what that's going to look like in 2022. Maybe that'll all settle down and we'll start to, to track up a bit, but our market has performed reasonably poorly as a market compared to other countries, uh, but we're a little bit ahead of other countries in terms of starting to raise rates and think about those types of things too. So I still think we've got a long way to go um, with our, our pandemic approach in terms of we haven't even really had COVID yet, so we've still got to watch what the country looks like and the economy looks like when COVID starts actually waving through the country at high numbers, um, what that does, do we need localised lockdowns and stuff. So plenty of watch this space, you know, I think 2022 is still going to be, be a very disruptive year. But um, that aside, I was reviewing where everything was at for myself and thought about it that I would probably be maybe not made any progress from October through to November, but I was actually wrong and I had made some progress, which was good to see. I was almost willing to accept that maybe I hadn't, uh, but I had sort of forgotten about some of the things that I had invested in or where I'd put money. I moved a little bit of cash into some further crypto as well and that jogged my memory about that. So um, by the time I stacked it all up and, and got it there, I had actually moved ahead and yeah, still making progress. And that's what the point of this is to get you thinking about it all and to review your progress and start thinking about progress for the next month as well. So then after I'd stacked up all of my assets and my liabilities into that financial position spreadsheet, which you can find in the keepthechange.co.nz blog in about week number two, and you can you can download that and make that your own and, and start doing it. And of course, set that calendar reminder to make sure that you do do it. Um, and my brain loves progress, so I was happy about my progress. Then I was going into my cash flow and looking at, okay, what's happening for December coming up? I've had a bit of an interesting one where I had to, I lost my sunglasses. So I had to go in and get another pair of sunnies, and then I fell for the, oh, do you want to get a second pair for free? Of course you do. Um, but then you want them polarised and all this shit, so they end up making their money back. And before you know it, you're walking out of there with a decent-sized bill that you didn't expect to have. So... Then I'm factoring in, okay, what's that now going to do for the rest of my December? I've still got some Christmas presents to buy, so I'm going to factor those into it as well. And I'm trying to track, am I going to run out of money? Uh, because if I do, then I've got a problem and I've got to try and find some solutions. And at this stage, I'm not going to, so happy days. But all of those things I've been thinking about, I've removed the uncertainty about them because 
I can now actually forecast it and see it in numbers and on paper that you know I'm not going to run out of money, for instance. Therefore, um, you know that's I just I can stop thinking about that and I can start thinking about other things. Or maybe I want to decide, okay, how am I going to try and make back that uh, that money that I spent on those sunglasses, for instance, because I did lose them. So maybe I should uh, hold myself accountable and try and find a way to recover that cash. But then I go out and I map through to January as well, so I can then see my next two months, what I'm looking at in terms of money coming in and money going out and um, see what money I might have left over as excess. And, and then I can start thinking about some different investment decisions and things like that, or whether, you know, for you it might be about paying down debt, um, or it might be that simply the things you're planning to purchase you, you can't afford, and your solution was buy now, pay later, and you're having the conversation with yourself, well actually, maybe I don't use buy now, pay later, maybe I rethink the gifts that I was going to be buying people, and you start to make some different decisions based on that. So the point of the month in process is to get you routinely thinking about A, your progress, B, what's coming up in the uh, month ahead, what may have gone wrong or gone right for you in the month before. Two good questions to ask yourself always, what works well and what doesn't, and just keep it very simple. Do more of A, less of B. And uh, then you can you can start to think about what changes you need to make coming up and, and actually start to plan and be able to see it there. And often if you give your brain a problem, it will start finding a solution for you. Unfortunately, the solutions we lean towards are usually the easy ones like a buy now, pay later, rather than, okay, let's look around the house. Is there shit that I can sell that I don't need that's going to bring in 200 bucks for me and then I don't even need that buy now, pay later uh, and I can go and spend that $200 on Christmas presents, for instance. And that's a great exercise to do towards the end of the year as well. See if you can list things in November and December that you may not necessarily want or use anymore, recover that cash and then use those for um, you know purchases of things that you need to buy around this time of year because, <clears throat> like I say, it is a very busy time of year for most people, summer, um, and, and can be that time where we just go like, oh, fuck it, and just keep spending basically with festivals on and trips around the place and gifts and uh, nights out and random meetups and stuff. So I'm sure a lot of you can relate to that. Um, and those people who are in family situations, for instance, you, you might have more kids than you, than you did last year or more cousins and stuff, and all of a sudden you're, you're noticing that uh, money's going out the door. And of course... Inflation, inflation is here, and so things are costing us more as well. So we need to be factoring that in to our uh, purchasing decisions and and what we've got left over at the end of each week as well, and then how we're going to fund any shortfall or find a solution for that. So my main my main reason I love the uh, month end process is that it's I mean being an accountant it's uh, it's it's what business owners do. It's well it's what businesses do. Um, when they report to say a board, you might have a board meeting and they'll say, look, we want to see the month end accounts. So show us how we've performed in the month, what we're planning to do the following month, where are we at in terms of assets, what cash do we have, what um, liabilities do we have, what exposure do we have to the IRD, all those types of things. And they want to eyeball two, account, uh, two sets of paper where they can see all of that and then they can get a picture of what's happening in that business. Now, there's no reason that you and I can't do that, and this is what this process is teaching us to do. Um, for some reason, we just don't really get taught to do it. Now, again, like I've ta- taught you before, if you go to a bank to borrow money, then they're going to want to see this from you, and they're going to ask you to do it. So putting together a financial position is a very worthwhile thing, understanding, and it can teach you a lot 
about finances in a very, very simplistic way. And there is a template if you want that. If you really can't find it, sing out and I can send it over to you. Uh, but for me, I really love the progress and the stop and actually pay some attention to the stuff and reset. For instance, I've recently had uh, a pay rise that I hadn't factored into predicting or um, forecasting out my cash. So then I needed to change my cash flow and then think, oh, right, actually, okay, therefore I should be saving more uh, or I should be changing the amount that I'm automatically investing into sharesies or or wherever I'm allocating cash at that time. So, you know, as things change, you want to be thinking about what flow-on effects that has as well. There we go, nice and simple for you, just a little bit on month end there. Get it done if you haven't. Stop thinking about it and actually start doing it. If you've got a partner, then you know, do it together and, and see what you learn, see what you don't understand and actually get on the same page. Um, and you know whether you do it individually or jointly because your money's joint, you know, it will serve a, a good way to routinely look at everything that's happening for you financially and figure out whether you're making progress or whether you're just uh, cruising month to month and, and not really getting ahead and, and if you're comfortable with that. So get it done, see what you learn. I'd love to hear feedback. Luke at keepthechange.co.nz.